Hey everybody, it's me, Vince. Please like and subscribe to the Atomic Radio Hour podcast. I know all my follower. Hey everybody, welcome. It's time for Atomic Radio Hour. Atomic Radio Hour. All right, two seconds in, I'm already screwing up. Yeah. Uh, hi everyone, it's me, Vince, your host and resident oldman. I'm also here with a very handsome young man. Would you like to introduce yourself, sir? Hello, I'm back from the war. <laughs> hey, Papa, how are you? <laughs> good, I'm good. How are you, dude? I'm okay, thank you. How's uh, how? On a serious note, on how a are scale things? from one to ten, how is war? How is yeah? Uh, Eleven. Eleven. Yeah. Speaking of war, Kyle, nine eleven was the other day. Did you forget? No. I had a conversation with someone and they genuinely forgot. Really? <laughs> yeah. I said something about it being 9-11 and they go, wait, today's 9-11? I was like, yeah. They go, oh, no, I forgot. I was like, that's oh. the one thing you can't do in America is forget. Yeah. I wanted to throw – I wanted to have a little shindig at my house, but – do you ever just wake up and not want to be around people? Yeah. Yeah. That's how 9-11 was for me. I didn't forget. What's new? What's going on? How have you been? What's What's happening? <laughs> Uh, nothing much, nothing much. Uh, just been catching up on some games and such. Like what? Uh, been playing a lot of Destiny. Yeah, that's... A lot. That's a thing to do. Yeah, since I have, like, <laughs> people to play with. Yeah. Yeah, I, uh, I never got into it, but it seems like a lot of grinding to get to the point where you're at now. Oh, yes. Uh, this is a, like... I don't know how many years of it, but, like, I played solo for a very long time, and it was difficult. No one else ever had it. I I remember getting Destiny 1 on the PS4, and no one had a PS4. (laughs) (laughs) Because it was, like, around the time PS4 came out. So no one had a PS4. And then it was... uh, I stopped playing after a while because it, like... After a while, like, MMO, there's no content in it after a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I came back... No one still had. No one had it. No one would buy, you know, DLCs for it. Mm-hmm. And then it was free on Xbox then, so I switched over there. And All now the you're DLCs back. were free. Yeah, I'm now back on PS5. Uh, may had to rebuy all the DLCs. Did you really? Yeah, because you oh, can't. Papa. You can't do anything in some parts. <sighs> Wait, did you have to buy the DLC that they got rid of? No. Okay. That's the, uh, there's a whole thing of like, I think it's a there's a limit of like when you can actually take stuff out of a game, like mm-hmm. you ha- like it, not like an embargo, but like so many years passed that it was like okay now we can take it out. I see. Cool. What have you been doing? I I I'm playing Skate Three. Mm-hmm. I'm playing a little Halo Two. For the first time on Legendary. Hard. Hard, hard. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it makes no sense to me that when one person dies, everyone dies. Actually, I was having this conversation. I was having a conversation about Halo at work today thinking about you. Because um, I've been trying to get some of the guys I work with to re-download the Master Chief Collection so we could all play together. And I was like, my homeboy Kyle and I have been going through <laughs> Legendary. And I was like, did you guys know how much of a joke the Hunters are in Halo? And the one kid's like, dude, if you can just get behind them and just spam them with plasma grenades, they're dead. I'm like, it's so easy. Why? They're supposed to be like the hardest thing to kill. 
yeah, we, we were talking smack on the Hunters in Halo 1, and then we got the Halo 2, and we're like, oh, this, this respawn thing's gonna get us, and we found <laughs> the two Hunters, we just, they were, they were so easy, we should have put that skull on to make them harder. Yeah, yeah, I, I even said, do you want to make the, the Hunters harder? And I was like, oh, we haven't encountered one yet, we don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Well, there's a few things that I want to talk about with you today, Kyle. Mm-hmm. Um... You got a nice piece of lore that's been picked out. A very generous way to pick out lore, uh, which I'll get into a little bit later. Uh, something quick, something real quick that I think you'll appreciate, and I put in in the Discord for the notes for you to see that there were some leaks for Redfall. Ooh, and yeah, I saw from those. like a really, really early build. I'm not gonna go too deep into it. There will be a few pictures on screen, but it just kind of shows like loadouts, layouts. Uh, it's neat because it's a new Bethesda published game. It's by Arcane, right? Uh, yes, I believe so. Um, and people love Arcane. Uh, they you, just launched a successful Deathloop, I heard. Oh, yes. I wanted to talk about that with you. I for, thought I put it in the notes, and I didn't. Have you played it yet? I have not played it, but I've been hearing some good things about it. Yeah, I've yet to see anything bad about it. I saw I, some stuff bad about it, but it's just people complaining. Why? That you could play as a woman? No, because it's like, it's not 10 out of 10. It's oh okay, God. graphic. Yeah. I can't believe people are. You ever see that meme? Stop having fun. You ever see that one? Yeah. That's what it is. Your fun's not allowed. Yeah. Um, so that's it. But just to keep it with the with the theme of leaks and whatnot, same dude who, who tweeted out this, uh, Scalzi, who I've referenced multiple times on the show before, he just put out a video recently. Um, I'll probably have it linked. There'll probably be like a, a, a picture on screen and in the description there'll be a link to the video of a bunch of uh, Fallout stuff. Not Fallout, not even Fallout stuff, but Bethesda stuff that got leaked. And at first I thought it was going to be like new stuff because it was an NVIDIA leak. And it's not just Bethesda stuff, but it's like when I say thousands of games that are leaked on there, I mean thousands. Like... The Bethesda games were like 1,500 on the list, and it was maybe 20% down the little scroll bar on the side of my uh, window. It's crazy. Yeah, so like a shit ton of games get leaked. There's some news about, again, I'm not going to go too deep into it because it is mostly speculation. It's not something concrete like the Redfall stuff, but um, it's it's like Indiana Jones. There's, um, I think I still have the tab open. Let me look. Indiana Jones is being referred to as uh, Platinum. Hmm. Why can't I hear this? I mean, we also did get that reveal, too. No, no, yes, but, like, Platinum might be in the title or something. Hmm. Um, Habiki, I think, is one that, that's coming out. There's a Project Black Sky that was speculating to be Prey 2. I never played Prey, but it's it's there. So there's on here Arcane Project, Arcane Project, Codename Omen, which was uh, Redfall, was like, it was reported that was the development term. Black Sky, Commander Keen stuff, which I still want to know what they're going to do with Commander Keen. Creation Club. No, I know, but I still want to see what they're going to do. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Doom, Doom again, Doom Vulcan. So I guess we're going to f*** up Star Trek. Uh, (laughs) Slayer Edition, Slayer Edition, Doom 3, BFG Edition, Elder Scrolls Blades, then it's Fallout, Fallout, Fallout 2, and then Fallout 2, a post-nuclear role-playing game, which doesn't make sense to me because Fallout's tagline was a post-nuclear role-playing game. Hmm. That's why we made 
Atomic Radio or the Post Nuclear Podcast. I was playing it off of that. Um, but then there's some 76 stuff. Fallout Anthology, Fallout Pip-Boy, and then Ghostwire Tokyo, Habiki, and Kessel? K-E-S-T... Crestal? Crestal? Yeah, Platinum, like I said before. Um, there's Prey VR, Redfall's on here, Relic, Skyrim VR, more Skyrim stuff. Zoe? I don't know what Zoe is. The Reservoir Dogs game is here, too? Really? It says Reservoir Dogs Bloody Days. What else would that be other than the the Tarantino movie? No, I, there is a PS2 game, I think. Or yeah, there is. Yeah, Reservoir Dogs Bloody Days is a top-down shooter where you rewind time to use various Mister Brown, Mister Pink, and the rest of the game to do bloody heists. Huh. It's a. The idea is nice, but the game becomes boring and repetitive. Why out of all of Tarantino movies does this is this the one that gets a game? Yeah. They don't even look like the characters from the movie. This dude doesn't look like Harvey Keitel. Mr. Pink does not look like uh Steve Buscemi. <laughs> <laughs> Are you looking at this? Yeah. Nobody looks like anybody from the movie. If, if they actually had, like, I love Harvey Keitel. If they had Harvey Keitel as a character you could play as, I'd play as Harvey Keitel. Huh. I didn't know this existed. I, T- Tarantino's making so much money off of that movie. Have you, ever, have you seen it? I actually not have fully seen. Really? I own Reservoir it. Reservoir Dogs. Yeah. Do you own it on Blu-ray? Yeah. When we're done doing this, you got to go watch it because right. it's so good. It's so good. Mike, what's your favorite Tarantino movie? Ta- quick side tangent. Probably Django. Yeah. I knew I liked you, Kyle. It's it's either it's like Django and Kill Bill for me. I love Kill Bill, but I I, I count it one movie because I think they filmed it together. Okay. Um. Out of that. Let's move back to the other things I wanted to talk about. So, Kyle, I want to hit you with um, something that I, I feel like you're going to be kind of uh, kind of interested in. I found this picture. I don't I don't remember where I found it, but Family Guy is leaving Adult Swim. Oh yes, I saw that. That's that's wild. Um, yeah, I I don't know if I've ever said it here publicly. Um, but I love Adult Swim. I feel like Adult Swim is a huge, a huge outlet for myself and a lot of people my age for a creative inspiration. Um, I made a. I don't talk about my music ever because I feel like it's pompous. But I made it like an entire tape of beats that was based on the concept of the bumpers in on Adult Swim because that storytelling media. Um, like that. Like it was like a lot of people got introduced to a lot of great music. That's how Flying Lotus got his start as a musician. Um, his One of his big breaks was through the bumps of Adult Swim. And like the reason why uh, Family Guy came back to Fox and became a culturally relevant show is because Adult Swim started airing the reruns. It's one of the only two or three animated shows that had a revival 
out of all the animated shows that ever had a revival, two of them come from Adult Swim. One of them being Family Guy and the other one being Futurama. Hmm. And to think that Family Guy ended, they put everything onto Adult Swim and it became huge and sold DVDs. And now it's just not part of the lineage. Yeah. <laughs> I just think I think that's crazy. I wanted to bring it up because it's relevant to me. I use often, like I think the last episode, the thumbnail, I used Adult Swim's font. Helvetica, <laughs> Helvetica New, I think it's called. Helvetica New Bold, I'm pretty sure. Black, black background, white. It's it's like the perfect font. It's not aggressive. It, like I love that font. Yeah, that and did you hear recently that one of the funniest men to ever tell a joke has passed away? Wait, who? Norm MacDonald. Oh, yes, I saw that. How, how were you? I was crushed. Uh, not <sighs> so much. Like, he's not my, I, I remember just watching some stuff with him, but it was just like, eh. Well, he was the pigeon in Mike Tyson's Mysteries. <laughs> he was also, I think he was the genie in Fairy yes. yes, he was. He was one of, he was like, remember the Mr. Doolittle movies with Eddie Murphy? Yeah. He was the dog. Uh-huh. Uh, he's one of my, fa- like when I moved here to Colorado, I went through like a, I went through a um, Norm Eddie McDonald Murphy phase. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I've ever told that story on here, Kyle. Yeah, I, think I, I, I gotta save that one. Yeah, uh, Halloween. I'll save for Halloween. Yeah, yes, that's a good idea. Um, yeah, but Adult Swim because he was the pigeon on Mike Tyson's Mysteries. They they played like a bunch of episodes that were mm. pigeon heavy. He he has a joke. If you if you don't know anything about Norm Macdonald, look up two jokes: the frog joke and the doghouse joke. They are two of the funniest jokes I've ever heard in my life. Did you know the frog joke? No. I, I, my mom and I have this thing where we call each other whenever a celebrity, somebody famous dies, anyone with some clout dies. You my mom bets? texts me. No. <laughs> That's the next step. Yeah. Uh, we, we always, as soon as somebody dies, we call each other. It's like this weird ritual that we have. And I get a text from my mom at work and it just says, Norm MacDonald has died. And I call her and I go, you don't Bruh. text me something like that. You call me for something like that. Like I, I was. I had 200 on him. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I was really upset. I was really upset. I it, just. It's, it's weird to hear about like they kept it secret. You know what I mean? Oh, dude, that's how I'm going out. Oh, Kyle, if I get like traumatically sick. No, you're not going to. You're going to be the last person to know. I'm not telling anybody. Like it's gonna, and I, I'm, I'm gonna just write have, into just have somebody bury you in the backyard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I want to have it where like, like you, my none of my friends, like you guys, will not hear about you it. Need until to like leave a like a, later. a like treasure hunt. Like a yes, quest. yes. And then what I got to do is, you know, when like, you know, in school when someone write like turn to page fifteen. And then you yeah. go to page 15 and it's like, go to page 30. Then you go to 30 and 45. And then the asshole makes it where it's like, go back to page, go to page 29. And you already been to page 29 twice. So you're in a loop. So for the rest of someone's life, they're just in a loop trying to find <laughs> my treasure. That's the, that's the way I want to go. I don't want to tell anybody that I'm sick. I just want to be like, all right, see ya. And I'm out. Like, that's how I want to do it. 
for those who are still playing Fallout 76, congratulations. I'm happy for you because it's, it's, I don't know. Uh, Bones Jones, patron member and Discord member, linked me to an article as I bump the mic on uh, paper, paste magazine, close. Uh, Paste Magazine. Uh, This is written by Holly Green. Finally, a a journalist with a normal name. The future of Fallout 76. The developers discuss what to expect from the post-apocalypse. The woman who wrote this uh, says, let's go back to the part about imbuing private worlds with an element of control. Now you were kind of saying that in regards to survival mode, but if I can add to that, many fans, content creators in particular, would love to have some additional elements of control within their private worlds. For example, control over the time of day. Has, or the weather. Has the team given any thought to that? Uh, And then this is Jeff Gardner, who's like leaving Bethesda. Mm, Yeah. Um... Where I just lost it. We've talked about modding 76 for a long time, and we're hoping, without revealing too much, that Worlds will be the first step in that direction. So, Bethesda's getting the paid mods from you one way or the other. Yeah. Uh, have yeah. you seen anything about Worlds? I watched, mm. uh, I forget his YouTube name, Kevin. Kev it? Yeah. I would love to have him on here. He, uh, Put that out he did there. a, he, I'd follow first to do the custom world. And, like, you can change the time of day, change the weather to be, like, always a storm. And you oh, can cool. have, like, times max damage and infinite ammo and, like, jump speed height. And, like, you get, you get the ragdoll physics you could turn up higher and stuff like that. And, like, he was just going around, like, firing yeah. everywhere and just, like, it was insane. That's cool. That's all I have to say. Like, it's, yeah. it's cool. I have my gripes with Fallout first. One of them being that you get the NCR Ranger armor 200 years before the NCR is even made. A hundred and something years before the NCR is even established. I just, okay, cool. On the wrong coast. Great. And that it's, uh, here's, you want custom words so you can play with your friends? You have to pay a fee. Yeah. Which is the game still not free. Well, for yeah. Game Pass users, it is, but everywhere else, still gotta pay for it. Yeah, if if the game was free, like across the board, I would be like, okay, cool, charge me the money. Yeah, I paid. Hold on, I hate the way cameras work. I paid <laughs> over two hundred dollars in a recession, Kyle. <laughs> it was a recession when I bought this, and I bought I bought seventy six twice. Because I, I didn't feel like waiting a day to get yeah. this game to my house. And I bought it, and then we played for a month, and I traded in for $4. Mm-hmm. That's Not even a buy. month. Not even a month. And it was $5 two days before you went and traded it in. <laughs> yeah. Yep. That was true. <laughs> I kind of want to play it again because it's on Game Pass, and I have it. But then uh, it means I, I have to play 76. Yeah, like, and then half your uh, memory is already gone because yeah. that game is ridiculous. And we're going to talk about... We're going to talk about 76 later. The lore for today is actually 76, which uh, I think is the first time we've ever done 76 lore on the show. <laughs> so we will we will get to that a little bit later. But yeah, that's just what I want to talk about about Worlds. If you're still playing, congrats. I'm proud of you. I think that's everything I have to talk about in the intro, Papa. Uh, so you know what? I've been speaking about the lore a little bit. You want to just jump into it? Yeah, sure. 
Cool. Before we get into the lore, before we get into the lore, we got to thank the Patreon. Thank you to the patrons because of you, we can uh, afford to get Kyle out of the jungles of the Viet- the Neo Vietnam conflict for a little while, so we can get him back on the show. Have you spoken to your mistress, sir? I have not. No. Any kids on the way? No. Why not? I don't know. You don't want a little bun- bunch of little special guests running around? <laughs> <laughs> the one's an assassin, the other's a doctor. Come on, Kyle. <laughs> um, we we can do fun stuff. We can we can laugh and joke and guffaw and haha. And it's nice to know that somebody cares and is nice to us. Uh, so starting from the top, we have to thank the OG Noah. Thank you, Noah. After Noah, it's Danny. Thank you, Danny. After Danny, it's Marcus. Thank you, Marcus. And last but certainly not certainly not least is Bones Jones. Thank you, Bones Jones. Uh, thank you again to everybody. Uh, time is moving. Time is linear. Time goes in one direction. And it's nice to know that people are sticking with us on that that straight and narrow path that is time. Um, you're appreciated. Thank you. Now, Kyle. Yes. We were talking about 76 just a moment ago. Correct. Uh, this week's lore is brought to us. Uh, I asked a question and I said... I'm thinking of a location in the Fallout universe. And you messaged me and you went, hey, shithead. Uh, There's like 10,000 locations in the Fallout universe. And I went, that's a very valid point, Kyle. (laughs) So uh, I went, okay, it's in New Vegas. People guessed. A lot of really decent guesses. Things that I didn't think of that I probably should have. And then I put a screenshot of an area in New Vegas. And it was the Hidden Bunker. The Hidden Valley Bunker for the Brotherhood. And the Tubby Master got it all the way in the UK. Shout out the United Kingdom. Uh, he got it and was kind enough to say, hey, since last week somebody won the lore and didn't get to hear the lore they wanted to hear because of uh, time constraints and what, what have you, he gave his lore to that person. So this is the lore that you were supposed to hear last week, but because of time constraints, didn't happen. And that is on the Scorch Plague. So if you want to hear any sort of Fallout lore, make sure you're in the Discord. Because once a week, at some point early in the week, I will ask a question. And first person to get the question right gets to choose lore. Do you ever wonder what would happen when we hit all the lore? Uh, I'll move to Elder Scrolls. I don't know. <laughs> I, I genuinely don't know. There's so much lore and there's so much little stuff that I, I thought of it once and I was like, it's never going to happen. Like I, mean, I will talk about, I, I will talk about Lincoln's repeater twice before we did the Cazadors twice on accident. Cause I was like, Hey Kyle, you're coming on. Why don't you do it in, in the yeah. episode? Good old hometown boys. It's one of my favorite episodes we've ever recorded. If you go watch that episode, there's a point at the end of the lore where we go, I think we've done this lore already. (laughs) (laughs) But the Scorch Plague, I'm just, I'm reading this right off the wiki. Since it's such an integral part of the game, I wanted to make sure that um, I got it right. And also there might be some spoilers for 76. Again, I never thought I'd have to say that. But the Scorch Plague 
is a devastating mutagenic infection that ravaged Appalachia between 2085 and 2103, wiping out nearly all human life in the region, save for those sheltered within Vault 76. By 2103, through the efforts of the Vault Dwellers, and I and I don't like this because it labels the the player character or main character of 76 as the Vault Dweller, which, hey, we've already done that. Like you couldn't have you couldn't have said like this like I don't want to say like the 76er, but you know what I mean, right? Like we'll just we'll call our, ca- our character the Mountain Mama. The Mountain Mama, sure. Haha. <laughs> so the, the 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 Mountain Mama, the Vault Dweller of 76. The plague's inoculation had been distributed to nearly all Appalachians, including settlers, raiders, and Brotherhood of Steel, <sighs> halting the spread of the, dece- of the disease to the humans. So the origins of it, the origins of the Scorch Plague begin with the Scorcher Beast. Originally, what was once a typical bat was grotesquely mute mutated by the Appalachian Enclave's biomedical experiments around 2083, deep below the the Cranberry Bog, which was one of my favorite areas. I didn't explore it a lot, but it looked real purdy. Yeah. While containment of these creatures was far from successful, it would not be until 2086 at the the megamaniacal aspirations of then-Secretary of Agriculture Thomas Eckhart Unleash the Scorcher Beast entirely on an unsuspecting Appalachia. In the early stages of these experiments, the bats appeared to have an uncanny ability to attract other animals. But the biochemical experiments were considered a failure. It was not until the bats were accidentally exposed to both the biochemical agents and radiation that the Scorch Plague came to be. From a from a naturally scattered particulate falling from their wings, the Scorcher Beast spread its infection wherever they reached. I get all of my lore off fallout.fandom.com, uh, and this is not one that I'm super familiar with, and I have incredibly horrible dyslexia, so just give me a moment. I also never taught him to read, so... Yeah, yeah, that too. (laughs) Regardless if it were human, animal, or mutant, the Scorch Plague is able to infect nearly every living thing it touches, with few exceptions. That's absolute horseshit, and I'll tell you why later. The plague starts with a series of intense physical changes in its victim. At first, the victim's skin will darken and smell of ash. Eventually, intense burning lesions begin to form all over the infected body which would appear to be somewhat smoldering. After some time, the victim's skin will split open, exposing the reddish-pink flesh from the strange presence of a green ultracite crystal that breaks from beneath the skin. At this point, the infection has fully taken hold of its victim, transforming it into a member of the Scorched. Uh, Just because I'm going to forget to say it later, there's a list of things that are immune and and things that aren't immune, and, like, it's not that much... Like, it seems like it's about half and half or what can and can't be. Just from a quick bl- glance. Blance? 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 Coupled with the physical changes is its degradation of the victim's mental facility. More so if they're human. Most importantly, however, is the assimilation into the Scorcher Beast's hive mind as a Scorched. The victim is completely enthralled to the will of the hive mind, hostile to everything that is not already infected. In the case of scorched humans, 
The assimilation into the hive mind is not completely absolute, as infected humans may demonstrate some awareness as to what state they're in. Physically, however, they have little to no ability to go against the, the greater whims. Kyle, do you think zombies know they're zombies? Uh, I mean, if the world has zombies. Yeah, I'm just you know saying, I mean? like, let's just, like, in, in The First Last of Us, they bring up the idea of, like, hey, maybe they know that what's going on. You know what I mean? Yeah. So Isn't there, I feel like something in Last of Us, there is, like, a, a hint of, like, somebody, of, uh, somebody showing something. But I could be wrong. That could be some I don't other remember media that. that I'm thinking about. Every Scorch is a vector for greater infection, a purpose with which they are compelled to fulfill until they totally succumb to the disease within them and are left as nothing more than a putrefied, ashen husk. Scorched humans make up the majority of the Scorched Plague victims. Most human Scorched are able to effectively utilize weapons, including firearms. Fighting hordes of Scorched Plague in of itself is extremely dangerous, as transmission is a great risk. Specialized groups within the factions of Appalachia, such as the, the responders' elite fire breathers, were specially organized as a means to combat Scorched Threats. And a variety of tactics to use when combating the Scorch became part of the responders' training regiment. One thing was clear. Do not let them get close. That's really interesting. And, like, that's what I'm upset that I'm missing, to be honest. Yeah. Is, like, hey, we got together and said we need to make sure that we have a group of people that just goes after these things. Like, they know how to do it. They took a real-world thing and then turned it into this. But it's in 76. Like, that's the problem. There's a wealth of lore and knowledge in these games. And I feel like people that are longtime Fallout fans or even people that appreciate 76, 4, 3, New Vegas, the older games, and are kind of just like, all right, I'm going to stick with this because I like the series. Like, they're going to miss it. You know what I mean? I don't know. I'm an old man who yells at clouds. <laughs> The initial Scorch, Scorch Beast sightings were often dismissed as rumors or hallucinations. But soon, the various factions of Appalachia would be forced to assess the severity of the unstoppable plague. Many scrambled to develop means of which to combat the spread of the disease, developing a variety of countermeasures in an effort to destroy, contain, or even capture the plague. Tragically, divisions and hostility would set in. Some dismissed... The severity of the plague. Other Wow, that's happening today. Others simply underestimated the threat. Still happening. And were too late to make a difference. Or squabbling politics. Ha <laughs> ha! And mutual distrust between organizations would lead to the downfall of every major playing... Every major playing in the region. Every major... I make a joke a lot. I make jokes a lot. Ugh, that the wiki's written poorly, but... This literally says would lead to the downfall of every major playing in the region. I'm going to read this entire sentence over. Are you ready? You following me, Papa? Yeah. So it's like a run on sentence. This is way too long. Tragically, divisions and hostility would set in. Some dismissed the severity of the plague. Others simply underestimated the threat and were too late to make a difference. Squabbling, politics, and mutual distrust between organizations would lead to the downfall of every major playing organization in the region. In the end, despite organized research capabilities of the responders, millet 
militarist might of the Brotherhood of Steel, survivalist pragmatism of the Free States, the reckless brutality of the Raiders, each one of these powerful factions would be snuffed out and destroyed one by one, until all of Appalachia fell silent. Some were fortunate enough to flee the region before every human in Appalachia was either dead or scorched by the end of 2103. That is, except for the Vault Dwellers of 76. The responders at Morgantown Airport would first receive word of the scorched threat from the Brotherhood of Steel and would be able to rapidly develop an assortment of countermeasures against the plague. The forming of the fire breathers, along with the discovery of depleted ultrasite munitions, allowed the responders to maintain a degree of control over the plague. Most important of the responders' research was the efforts of Dr. Claire Hudson, who was who was the early stages of vaccination against the plague. Tragically, circumstances halted the inoculation project just short of a successful vaccine. The Free States, a tight-knit coalition of anarchist survivalists operating within the mire, suffered the loss of Harper's Ferry. Oh, I've been there! I've been there! The Scorcher Beasts in the earliest stage of the plague in 2086 through the environment of the mire and the decentralization nature of the free states allowed them some reprieve as they developed anti-scorch technology such as the Scorch Detection System and the Scorcher Beast Lures. These technologies first enabled the free states to track the presence of Scorcher Beasts and then effectively, effectively neutralize them. By spring of 2097, all of the major factions in Appalachia were destroyed, and the presence of any human life in the area would soon follow it. In 2102, Vault 76 would open 25 years after the Great War. The residents of the vault would re-enter Appalachia that had been devoid of human life for years. Following the trail of the estranged overseer, the dweller would discover what became of the region's factions and eventually were able to finish what the divided groups had started. Finalizing the vaccine, and I want, I can't wait for you to hear this, Kyle, because it's the most Bethesda writing I've ever heard. <laughs> Finalizing the vaccine and inoculating themselves against the plague, the efforts would culminate in utilizing the region's ICBM silos to launch a nuclear strike against Fissure Site Prime and subsequently destroy the Scorcher Beast Queen. Ironically, the Appalachian Enclave, rather what remained of it, would be instrumental in the destruction of the Scorcher Beast threat. As navigating the automated promotion system within the White Springs Bunker are what enabled the Vault Dweller to access the region's nuclear payloads in the first place. Remember how we, like, didn't play any of it and got there? Yeah. <laughs> this is the only way to get uh, Stimpaks. Yeah. And, like, somebody, Let's like, see. got me in there. And I was like, Kyle, we gotta do this quick. A year later, in 2103, the Vault 76 Overseer and the Dweller began the ma manufacture of a vaccine for the plague. Now, Kyle, how do you think, where do you think they made this? The vaccine for it? Yeah, yeah, where do you think they made this vaccine? In 76? Yeah. Because, uh... I, I, like, I, I was reading this a little beforehand. We started recording this to, like, brush up on it. Because, like I said, I'm not really familiar with a lot of the lore from 76. It's the most it's the most Bethesda thing they could have done. It's probably in the vault. No. No? Do you want me to tell you? You want, you yeah, want to wait? Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, 
For the plague on the wiki, it says condition, scorch plague, caused by mutagen, cure, nuka cola vaccinated. <laughs> yeah, I mean, right? Of course, of course so, it would. Because you can sell a toy, you can sell merch of that. So there will be um there will be a picture probably on screen, if it's not already there, of nuka cola bottles that have the vaccination inside of it. Yeah, where you wear your nuka cola mask. What's up? I said, wear your Nuka Cola mask. Yes. <laughs> yeah, you have to, you make it with a bl- one blood pack, two corn, one glass, one mute fruit, one purified water, and you can make this. <laughs> so, like, my thing is, there's no, there's no vaccine. Yeah, it's just like water, a fruit, and some Nuka Cola. And that's it? Like, that's what I don't understand. Like, okay, good, sure, fine. Yeah, tell me that's the most that that's not the most Bethesda way to do something. Yeah. Uh, they know what this is. Throw that at it. I I love Bethesda. I love Fallout. I just think you could do better. Like that's that's the number one thing. I don't want people to think that I hate them. I don't. I just do better. Uh, I'm just gonna start this. It's a quick paragraph, so I'm gonna start it over. A year later, in 2103, the Vault 76 overseer and the dwellers began manufacturing the vaccine for the plague. After settlers, raiders, and other groups began to return to the to the region. Later in the year, word of this inoculation not an inoculation would spread beyond. Appalachia via 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 caravans. Upon arriving in Appalachia, the Brotherhood's first exploratory force would take the inoculations as well. I know that's not what their actual name is, and I'm sorry for mispronouncing it, but Kyle never taught me how to read, and I'm very dyslexic. So the biology, the characteristics and the immunities we'll get into, and then we're pretty much done with this. The, The biology. A scorched is a creature... When a human or other creature comes in contact with a scorcher beast, a mutated fungus-like plague called the scorched plague that it carries mutates in those infected. The skin goes through a rapid change from a charred black to a blood to blood red lesions as if they have been flayed alive. Complete loss of hair and cataracts of the eyes occur also a green and green ultracite crystals begin to protrude randomly from the skin, as well as affecting the appearance. Those infected also succumb to complete degradation of mental facilities. The plague has some inexplic- inexplicable connection to the hyper-radioactive ore known as ultracite. The characteristically green crystal that penetrates from the flesh of the scorch are, in themselves, ultracite crystals. Wandering statue petrification when not acting violent or being directly controlled a scorched will enter its wandering state the state is simply that the scorch wanders mindlessly around any given area unless ordered directly by the queen it finds a non-scorched or until it enters a statute state the statue state is the beginning of the end for any infected scorch as the scorch will stay in their statue position they are stuck in until they petrify, petrify, right? Not putrefy. Petrify, Pu- yeah. Putrefy is when you decompose, right? Putrefication uh, is when you your body decomposes. So? They are stuck in until they petrify from the inside out, leaving only a radioactive petrified corpse. The petrified corpse 
is the delicate remains of any scorched who has stayed in the statued state too long. The corpse itself is ash-like with protruding veins of green ultracite visibly covered, along with remaining protrusions of ultracite crystals. The putrefaction process also destroys the clothing and weapons they held, but occasionally some possessions may survive the process of putrefaction. This means that the Scorched have a set lifespan. This means that the Scorched have a set lifespan until they inevitably succumb to the disease. The putrefaction process can take longer depending on the activity around the given area, as any disruption to the Scorched while going through the petrification will allow the Scorched to revert back to their wandering state. Even in death, though, a Scorched petrified corpse is a strong source of radiation to any unwise to disturb it. While the wandering state is universal among infected Scorched, the statued and petrified process of the Scorched is entirely unique to the human species, as no other infected species leaves behind a petrified corpse. It is also unknown why the statue and petrification process only affects the humans. All right, some quick characteristics. They're similar to feral ghouls that retain enough presence of mind to employ weapons against the unaffected, unfortunate, unaffected and unfortunate enough to cross their paths. Paths. Although the plague infected many species of local wildlife, feral ghouls possess a particularly strong resistance if not completely immune. Let's have a little headcanon, Kyle. Why do you think that is? Uh, that ghouls are immune to this plague? Yeah. Uh, probably something with radiation, I guess. That's what I was thinking. I'm thinking the radiation got to them first. Also, how many ghouls are in 76? Because, I mean, ghoul- ghoulification isn't that long of a process. So, because some people became ghouls instantly. Few? Some people took some time. The one they, guy no, who's... It's, it's, isn't it the, the faction? They're ghouls? I don't remember. I know the one guy in the bar is is Jay from Jay and Silent Bob, who's a ghoul. I, th- I think the one faction's all like, they're not ghouls yet. Like, they're starting to turn. Really? Weapons. I, 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 if that's what I recall. Okay, well. The plague is also responsible for mutating the local bat population into Scorcher Beasts. This this on the wiki says it needs a citation, so take that with a grain of salt. Giant creatures who spread the plague from the skies. It has seemed to form a symbiotic relationship with the Scorcher Beast, granting them shared consciousness and the domain over nearby infected creatures. While the Scorcher Beast Queen and Alpha Scorcher Beasts are physically affected by the plague, the younger Scorcher Beasts are not. Having overpopulated the underground caverns they live in, they delay their transformation by spreading it along the surface. Kyle, do you think there's a sigma to Scorcher Beast? <laughs> <laughs> That's one thing I hate about that game was like, even when weapons will be like, you're fighting the alpha of Scorched Fire Delta Sigma uh, yeah. Legendary Deluxe Edition Scorcher Beast. <laughs> the game, the movie, the ball. <laughs> Ultracite forms inside of the bodies of infected humans, slowly overtaking the host and leaving them petrified, like I've said. These telltale growths are easy tracking for infected creatures, as ultracite gives off a distinct radiation signature. Scorcher beasts, which also glow with stored ultracite, have been observed 
guarding the the mineral and consuming the raw ore again a citation is needed suggesting that ultracite somehow strengthens them these internal ultracite deposits have become volatile when coming in into contact with depleted ultracite this weakness was exploited by the fire breathers and the appalachian brotherhood of steel who created specialized ballistic and laser weaponry for extra leverage against the Scorched. So here's the things that are immune to the Scorched. Beavers, bees, blood eagles, brahmins, cats, chickens, feral ghouls, fireflies, flatwood monsters, files? Files? What the f*** is a files? I'm an idiot. What is it? Flies. <laughs> <laughs> Why the f- oh, no, but there's no why in it. Like, that's- I hate the English language. F*** you. I thought f- plural of flies would be F-L-Y-E-S. Like files, like, from a cabinet? That's what I was thinking as I'm reading it. I would think the plural of fly would be F-L-Y-E-S. Flies. F*** you. Flies, foxes, opossums, and yes, I know I said it wrong, rabbits, radstags, super mutants, and squirrels. What can be infected are Scorcher Beasts, Mole Miners, Humans, Super Mutant Behemoths. So not Super Mutants, but Super Mutant Behemoths, which shouldn't even exist yet. Okay. Dogs, Mongrels, Mega Sloths, Mole Rats, Mutant Hounds, Rad Rats, were- Wolves, Yaogwai, Deathclaws, shouldn't exist yet. Anglers, Frogs, Rad Big Frog, Rad Toads, Gulpers, Ticks, Rad Scorpions, which maybe, Ants, Bloatflies, Blood bugs, cave crickets, fog crawlers, hermit crabs, honey beasts, mirelurks, hunters, kings, queen mirelurks, mirelurk spawn, rad roaches, stingwings, grafted monsters, mothman, snallygasters, and wendagos. So behind the scenes, the scorched plague appears to be inspired by the real world fungus. So, the, you you can't make fun of me for this one, Kyle. No, no, go ahead. Suda. Gymnascus, Pseudogamanascus. I feel like I Isn't said it. Left for Dead one? I don't I'm know. Dead. Last of Us? Oh, uh, let's look it up. I feel like I just did an incantation, uh, an incantation though. You no, curse me, hami, hami. Oh, Kyle. Kyle, you think I'd be so naive to do that? <laughs> uh, no, this is one for bats. Uh, pseudo, uh. Pseudodimogonastic des... There's a picture of it on screen. I'm sorry, audio listeners. Which destroys an animal's soft tissue, causing death during hibernation. The fungus has destroyed a large population of the tricolored bat. This is why there's no more bats in in Pennsylvania, Kyle. The population, which from the Scorcher Beasts are possibly descended, as noted by Ella Ames. Okay, I don't know if you you knew this, but remember that summer I worked at a park? Yes. They told me that there was a fungus that got to these bats. And huh. that's why Pennsylvania, like the mosquitoes in PA have been, especially our area, had been so bad and the bugs had been so bad because there weren't bats anymore. Like if you went back like seven, eight years, there was, you remember like five, six o'clock, seven o'clock, the sun starts going down, bats were you everywhere. Bat, yeah. Dude, tomorrow I want you to go outside when the sun's setting, you won't see a single bat. Huh. Yeah, this is why. Okay, cool. The top of 76 is Pennsylvania, so that is kind of neat. Anything you want to say, Kyle? 
Uh, I would love to learn this in game, but through two hour long uh, <laughs> tapes and all that, it, it's just like, ugh. It's like, super it's, neat. It's interesting, yeah. It's super neat, and like it, it brings like Fallout is no stranger to a sickness, to a plague. That was going to be the plot for Van Buren. Yeah, was a plague. It's not like it's like a hive mind virus too. Yeah, from the way, it, yeah. So it's yeah. not even like oh, it's killing them. It's like something's controlling them to make them turn into a statue. Mm-hmm. It's neat. It's really cool. It's not your yeah. average everyday hologram. It's not this just like you know. Hey, this is an idea we had and we put it together. A hive mind is a neat idea. I, that's one of my – when I played an Illithid in um, D&D, that was one of my favorite parts is that I had like a crew that was hive minded that I could speak to at any time. That's really cool. Is that all you want to say? Yeah. All right. Since we're here, I got to talk about it. I don't understand why the Brotherhood is in Appalachia. It, it, like why, why retcon that? Why can nothing be sacrosanct? Why are you going to make Nuka-Cola? Why are you going to make Nuka-Cola vaccinine? The vaccine. Listen to me. I sound like that redneck <laughs> asshole who's yelling at me. Why are you going to make it the vaccine? Why, like you couldn't, you couldn't just have Max and stay there. You couldn't have Max and just stay there. Why the f*** would he care about the East Coast? He hated the government at that point. He hated everything. He left the military. He wanted nothing to do with it. And, and now Maxon gives two f***s. Why the f*** would he care? Why in the gosh damn f*** would he give it goddamn? I, I don't understand why it's there. I hate that it's there. They put it in there to sell more copies. It's bad enough that X01 Power Armor is there. It's bad enough that the Scorch can wear uh, the, the, the Enclave Hellfire armor. There's a picture of Enclave Hellfire armor that was not introduced until three, and it was only at that one base because they were working on it there. Why is it in the game? Why is it in the game? And it was DLC for Broken Steel. Why is the Brotherhood there? Why are they there? I don't understand it. I don't get it. I don't I don't have the capacity to even pretend like I could go, yeah, okay, this is good. It's a good idea. It's a great idea. Let's do that more. I, I'm I'm tired of it. I'm fucking frustrated. But behemoth shouldn't exist. Uh, I, 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 thank God Jet's not there. Thank God Jet's not there, because Mirnon couldn't be there to make it. But, like, super mutants are there? Why? I don't get it. Fucking upset. Kyle. Yeah. Lovely of you to join us. Thank you for yeah. coming. Um, there's some things you want to talk about, right? Yeah, we got some uh, some news, some game announcements. What are what are your three favorite things ever, Kyle? <laughs> My like, in general, three yeah. favorite things are like. What's your three favorite things? Like, what's the reason you get out of bed? Uh oh boy. I don't know. Would you be willing D&D. to guess? Would you be willing to say videos, James? Yes, that's okay. a reason. Yeah, yeah. So, Kyle, what news on videos, James? Do you have for us? Uh, well, Sony had a, a pretty big, pretty big uh, PlayStation event recently. Um, Did they talk about us getting PlayStation fives? Is there any way <laughs> for us to get PlayStation fives sooner? Uh, luck, I guess. Um, but we got some uh, some big announcements. Uh, first, they showed off uh, the remaking uh, Knights of the Old Republic, which I heard is pretty good. Uh, yeah, that was like Bioware's like first game, I think. Is it multiplayer? No, but it's like Star Wars multiple choice, and it was like old PC game. Yeah, yeah. Um, hearing some stuff about about that, Bioware's not working on it again this time. Uh, somebody else taking over, like, I don't know, I've been seeing some stuff that they hired this writer, this girl who's, like, 
hates Star Wars, male Star Wars fans, and like all like all that, and like I think she like posted like she hated this game, but now she's working on it. Good. I don't know. It's it's weird. It's a weird thing. People were I saw people bringing up. Can I can I ask you something? Not to not to change subject or anything, but I I've noticed this, and with you saying this, I've noticed video games becoming more and more political, and. I'm not just saying the games themselves, because if you go back to 2007, 2008, 2009, 2010, there's a Metal Gear that came out that year. That's politics. New Vegas, politics. Bioshock? Bioshock is anti-capitalism, anti-communism, anti... Like, it's anti-everything. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. video games have always been political. And my lord and savior, Anthony Bourdain... He's. I've been listening to interviews of him, and he said that food is political. It's inherently political because it's somebody's culture. Why do you think, outside of just games having a narrative of politics, do you think games have become more political? I think uh, in recent times now, it's popular to start writing about that, like or like bringing that in. Like I heard that for. Knights of the Old Republic that they're rewriting it for modern times, which seems now, to be the new norm. What does that mean, though? Does that mean that we're going to take out words that have now become slurs? Probably, and, go- like, new relationships and, like, characters are now this instead of that, or, like, you know what I mean? Like, Yes, but if a, character's, if a character's identity is them being a small-minded bigot, is it wrong to take that out? I don't know. That's but you see, like, for, I'm not yeah. in defense. I'm not in defense of racism, but do you understand what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like in, in Psychonauts, which you and I both loved, the cart, like Raz's family cart, they just refer to it as the circus cart. In the first game, they use a word that we can't say anymore. And I was actually kind of curious to see how they were going to attack that. Yeah. They just refer to it as the cart. I, I, I... I think personally, let me answer the question that I asked like an asshole, but I think it's because it's now in the zeitgeist. Like it is now what we're talking about. Games are now making more than movies. I think that's the only reason why. I think because of the dollar. Yeah. Yeah. But sorry. Continue. I I think, yeah, yeah. I think it's also like if they do it, they're going to get so much backlash from people and it's Mm. like, you know... It's not about making what you like anymore. It's now like, oh, we got to please everybody. See, but I think not some cha- people, I think not changing everything is the safe option. Like, yeah, yeah I can go back and, and change all this shit and say, all right, this is a word um, at the – like, I'm going to censor it. But just because I need you to know the word so I can use it in in this context, that's why I think getting, getting rid of words is silly. I will censor this. The word – we can't use that word anymore because it's offensive to those that are neurodivergent. Um, but that's a word that like that was that was an insult. The same way the R word for someone who's neurodivergent was an insult for a long time. To me, that word, the first one, not the R one, is way more um way more uh tame. Like it's like a child child would call you that billy and mandy had a character called spurg you can't say that (laughs) that's like that's a that's bad that's really bad 
Like you can't call somebody that, but that was a kid, a character's name in that show. So I think by not changing things, does this make sense or am I rambling? No, no, no. I, I get you. I get you. Like by not changing things, you do the right thing because you're not going to upset anybody because you're going to say, look, we just put a fresh coat of paint on it. Yeah. And you walk away. But sorry, go on. Uh, yeah, so that is coming out. Uh, we finally got a trailer for the Alan Wake remake, which is coming out in October. You excited? I know. I'm so excited. <laughs> I'll try it. Because you taught, didn't you play it and like gave a book report on it? Yeah. Yeah, I read it. The book was a little bit different because it had like a more conclusion to the ending. Really? Like, yeah. Cool. Um, Tiny Tina got a trailer for the D&D Borderlands game. Looks really fun. Yeah, I look forward uh, to playing that with you. That comes out in March. And then a couple other things. Uh, but the big kicker was we got see uh, it showed up. It says Marvel Studios and then mm. it came up and says Somniac. So it's like, oh, we're going to see Spider-Man. And it was Spider-Man, and it was Wolverine. Asomniac is working on a Wolverine game. Yeah. Uh, and then they show Spider-Man. <laughs> Who's the, did they show? What are they? Okay, so I don't watch trailers. Okay. Um, I'll give you I a description Yeah, tell me. Tell me. Uh, it was Peter Parker. Okay. There is a, there's a voice in the background, which uh, a lot of people are saying is Craven the Hunter talking. So it's Peter fighting... And then it shows Miles fighting as well. And then Craven's like, I want to challenge you, but you disappoint me. And like, which one of you will, you know, give me my satisfaction? And it shows them looking down alley. And then it's this dark alley. And then you hear, we will, or something like that. And it shows Venom. Really? Yeah. Do you think there's going to be a point in the movie where, or in the movie, in the game where it's like, you know what, my planet, I am a loser too. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but, uh. But I, yeah, you think, I don't, you think there's going to be an Easter egg to the to the the Peter oh, Parker symbiote fucking dance thing? <laughs> I have a feeling that this game will kill Peter off. Really? Yeah, because I think that happens in the Amazing comics, and then Miles takes over. But like, no, the original no. run. The original run, spoiler alert from 10 years ago, if you're reading all 900 copies of Amazing Spider-Man, the Sp Amazing Spider-Man started in like 62 or 63, and it ended with Doc Ock getting control of Peter's brain, if I remember correctly. Yeah, one of them. I think it's the Amazing Spider-Man that Peter dies in. Yeah, because now they have like the new Amazing Spider-Man, yeah. and it restarted it. But Miles is so much cooler. Like, why would you not want to be Miles anyway? I don't know. Uh, people were like, oh my god, it's co-op because they did a move together, and, but they came out and said it was single player. Oh. Um, but yeah, I think Craven's gonna kill Peter or something like that, and like, I don't know, I think it's gonna be crazy. And they said officially it's Spider-Man 2, and it's coming out in two years. Are you kidding 2023. me? 2023. Yep, they We're said already getting announcements for 2023. That's wild. What do you think about Wolverine, though? I, I'm excited because, like, they can make that rated R. You know what I mean? Like, they can rated rate, R. They, not rated R. <laughs> rated M for mature because it, it's Wolverine. Like, you're going to yeah. cut through people, you know? Do you, who do you think is going to do the voice? I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I know they're not going to get Hugh Jackman to do the voice. Yeah. But 
Like, I don't see, I like, I'm happy they've never touched Wolverine again. Hugh Jackman's like, I'm done. We're doing Logan. And then, like, he fit perfectly. Did you know that um, Stan Lee has said that the way he always envisioned Wolverine was to look more like Danny DeVito? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like a, like a muscular Danny DeVito. Like a hairy, bulk, <laughs> stout individual. This is also really good because, like, I guess Marvel's like, you know how to make a Marvel game. Like, have Wolverine. Start building what's, your... What's your dream Marvel game? Uh, dream Marvel game? An open world, like... I would love to see, like, a fun, like, actual, like, working, like, Iron Man game. Like, I, I first answered was like, oh, that's cool. You can fly around the suit and stuff like that. But, like, it was, like... It oh, was dude. Heavy. Imagine if you took Anthem, like you would essentially just take Anthem and then the Arkham series and fuse those to make Iron Man. I would really like, I was talking to somebody at work today. I really like Hulk. Maybe Ooh. I just identify with someone who's angry. Just like, <laughs> like have like battlefield, like physics, like if yeah. the building falls apart and stuff like that. Yeah. I would love to see, I think they announced it at like, I don't know, some event, I think E3 or before. They're making a Marvel game, but it's, like, card-based, but it deals with all, like, the supernatural stuff. I don't remember. It's something sun. But, like, I would love to see more of, like, if they did, like, oh, Ghost Rider game. Or, like, yeah. something that fit into that yeah. I think Blade we, game or something like that. Yeah. I think a Sinister a Sinister Six game would be really fun. Where you got to swap between each... Me- like, kind of Ooh. how... Um, kind of take, like, the, the Ubisoft... Avengers game, but like put it open world. Was that no, it wasn't Ubisoft. Square, no, Square Enix, Square Enix, Square Enix. Take sorry, sorry Japan. Take the that game made no money. Take like that where you can swap between characters and kind of level a character. So like you could be really good with the Green Goblin, or you could be really good with Sandman, or you could be really good with Doc Ock. But like, it's now that I think about it, I don't think a lot of characters would translate very well except for Spider Man because. Spider-Man just has that feeling of freedom because you could just yeah. spend hours swinging through the city and that's so much fun. Like a Deadpool game, like a Deadpool game, if they did it right, if they did it right and didn't pander, like if they actually like took the Deadpool lore and like, like Deadpool could swing across the city. How? Because fuck you. Like he just like puts <laughs> his arm out, like a rope like comes out. Like that would be a lot of fun. Stuff like that would be a lot of fun. I could see that That'd working. Good. Yeah. They, I don't think they'd make a big budget game like Insomniac Spider-Man, but like I don't think Wolverine is going to be open world. I think it's going to be level based. Yeah, I think it's going to be a little bit not like fully open world, but I think you'll have like a level, yeah, level big levels that you can probably explore and do that. Yeah. What else? What I else? mean, it also could be like Miles size too. It, it doesn't have to be like a big full. Spider-Man it could just um, be like a side Miles thing. Imagine this is DLC or like a standalone game in Spider-Man 2. Or like you buy this and it's like a supplement game for that. Could be. You know what I mean? Yeah. What else did you see? What else happened? Because like I said, I don't I don't watch. Well, you this is a big one for oh, you. Oh, can I can I can I do it? Yeah. Boy. We got yeah. first first footage for the next God of War game. How do you feel about Fat Thor? How do you feel about Fat, fat Thor? Fat Thor, I, Fat Thor, I Fat mean, Thor. I mean, he was always fat. He's fat in the in 
in lore and you know what I mean like he's fat in the myth yes I, I love fat Thor like I think they said like he walked over the 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 bridge and it broke because of how big he is in like his, in like the mythos really yeah it looks cool. good it was captured on PS5 it looks so much better than the last game it just, dude it's gonna chug on the four I have if, a if I they're have, even no if they're, they're, even they're putting it on it. four oh Dude, you know what? Yeah, dude, I have like a like a first gen PS4. I do as well. I'm gonna turn that on. To, like, if I don't get a PS5 in time, and I turn that to it's just ooh, like it's gonna jet like, engine. It's actually gonna fly out your window. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna hop on it, fly home. <laughs> I'll just see you quick. Hey, Kyle. Like Santa Claus in that episode of SpongeBob, where he like flies through and waves a bikini bottom. I'll be like, "Hey, Kyle." <laughs> Uh, I think they said it's been. Hold on, I got the some information. Uh, it's Atreus, right? Atreus. I forgot what the kid's name is. Atreus. Atreus. That's right. Atreus. Uh, he's much older. Uh, takes place uh, years after the first game. So he, I think I don't know how old he was in the first game. He was he boy aged. She's he's teenage <laughs> now. Oh no, teen boy. <laughs> uh, a key plot point is his true heritage, because he wants to know more about yeah. who he is and like who Loki is. He wants to be true and honest to himself. <laughs> uh, Thor and Freya are two main antagonists. We saw that from the Thor trailer. Freya who? was attack Freya. Oh, good she shit! Was attacking you on a shed, a uh, sled. Uh, new ruin slash abilities, and they said all nine realms are in the game. Yo, ah, oh, dude. I don't even like mythology, and that game rips. It's so good. It yeah, and, and like everybody, Brock and Sindri are back. Um, you got me those escape- pops. Yeah, thank you. You you explore like I guess village. Like you actually go to like I guess I don't know what I human or like yeah. you know what I mean like it's it's a big fishing village. It looks amazing and like oh wow dog sledding because everything's frozen over because of the snow. The snow. We get to do the uh, Iditarod? Yeah. Cool. Um, you're looking for Tyr. Tyr's yeah. not dead. I thought Tyr was the giant. Um, spoilers was for God the, of War? Yeah. He was the, like, yeah, he was the Norse God of War. Yeah. Basically. But he, he's not dead in... He's not dead. Because I... uh, Mimir says, like, why would Odin go so much trouble, like, erasing everything if he was he was dead? Or something like that. Mamir's in the trailer. Oh god, Mamir's in the trailer. Uh, yeah, and then uh, it, the combat looks amazing. They mostly showed uh, you using your blades to like grapple, pull yourself up, and like you oh, you, shit. you grapple a dude, throw him up in the air, and you like whip down, and it just sends fire up and explodes. Uh, it looks like you got more shields now. He does like a really? shield, like he takes the big shield and slams it down. It looks like. I'm gonna um, have to replay this. The so first I think one. I saw somebody like, oh, well, after watching that, I started replaying the old one again or something like that. Somebody said, um, but you find Tear in the trailer. They find Tear, uh, and Fuck. and he's like so much taller than Kratos. And Kratos is really? like, "Are you coming giant. with us?" He's like, "Are you coming with us?" And then oh, you see Tear just stand up, same eyes as Mimir, and just like look at him. And then it's like, uh. hey, "No date. We got no date." I'm I'm excited. 
I hope we can get more PS5s. Like, I hope more yeah. PS5s start coming out. Yeah. I hope I hope soon, because it's going to be out almost a year, right? November's a year, I think. Yeah. I'm hoping about this time next year they're going to announce, like, a PS5 Slim or, or mm. something. Because apparently they're already working on better processing or something. I want to see a new PS5, a new something. Not a new, you know what I mean, like a new SKU. That's a little better. That's more yeah. available. Please. Can we just wear fucking masks and get shots so we can have nice technology? Please. <laughs> Please. No, one of the Nike factory shut down. Pop, I, haven't, I haven't bought shoes in, in a while, but still, like, come on. How are you surviving? I, dude, it's, it's a struggle. Uh, but, like, yeah, I'm excited for this. I'm really excited yeah. for this. I'm, no, I'm excited because I know Ragnarok stuff. So, like... Mm-hmm. I remember people were like, "Oh, why isn't Tyr have his why? Why does he have both his hands yet?" I'm like, "Because Ragnarok, when Ragnarok starts, his hand gets bit off by the wolf, Fenrir. Really? That's when Ragnarok happens." Well, Kyle, don't spoil the game before it comes out. Goddamn. <laughs> no, I'm excited. Is there any other cool things that happened? Uh, well, I don't know if everybody else likes it cool, but uh, they pushed Battlefield 2042 back. Yeah. Got delayed, which is good. You know, I want that game to be as good amazing. as possible. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I think that's. Oh, did you hear about the. Uh, they're making a live action Twisted Metal series? Really? Uh, Anthony Mackie's to play John Doe, and I think he's directing as well. Who is Anthony Mackie? He is Falcon in the Marvel Universe. Or now he is Captain America. Oh, the black dude. Yeah. I see. Did you ever watch, um, did you ever watch The Wire? I have not, no. The guy from The Wire just died. Yeah, I saw that. Um, I've never watched it. I just, I don't know. Um, I think who, that's it. What do you have more faith in? Just quick side tangent, because we're talking about videos, James, to, to show or movie. Uh, what do you have more faith in? The HBO Last of Us or the Netflix Cowboy Bebop? I mean, I don't know. Uh, it seems like they're both getting help from the creators. Like, the Cowboy Bebop one is having the same people who made the music, and it's also being consulted by the guy who created it. Uh, same for Last of Us. It's, it's, you know, Naughty Dog's helping work on it as well. I've seen so those those leaks for Last of Us that you sent me. That shit looks like the beginning of yeah. Last of Us 1. Like, I'm like, oh my god, I'm in Boston. I think they're going to, like, tie in probably, like, Last of Us 1 in a little bit. And then, like, maybe after Last of Us 1. I, You know what I mean? Yes. Like, mesh it. Yeah, like the first season. Uh, I think I think if they do it right, they should take two seasons to do Last of Us One. Mm. I think the end of I'm gonna censor this. The end of season two should that's what I think it should be. And then the trailer for season three. This will be censored as well. The trailer for season three is just so the uninitiated will be like, "What the f- going on?" And the people that are the fans will be like, "Oh shit!" That's when people will stop watching though, because people hate Last of Us Two. Yep. I really hope it tells us more about Ellie. I'm not gonna like it as much because it's not. Um, what is her name? That perfect angel that she is. Oh my god. 
What the hell is her name? The actress who plays Ellie. Uh, Ashley Johnson? It's not her. Like, I Ellie, to me, is so much that voice. I hope that they have a cameo of Troy and her. They will. Just as, like... As like a survivor somewhere or something yeah. like that. You know or you like, know that's gonna you know that's gonna happen uh during during the part this isn't a spoiler because it's the first ten minutes of the game. When Joel and Sarah are running out of out of Texas, you know someone's gonna be like this way, and it's gonna be Troy Baker and, and Ashley Johnson, and they're gonna be like this way, come this way. You got Tommy, <laughs> like you know that's what they're gonna do. It's gonna be like like in the first in, in Gotham, the first episode of Gotham. One of my favorite references in anything ever, the first episode of Gotham, Bruce Wayne has a tie-on that's black and yellow. It's a dumb thing, but it made me smile. But Well, sorry. Tommy's voice actor is playing a different character in this. Why? <laughs> I, 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 I don't know, but like I think they confirmed that he was playing a different character. And they... they because I guess he... Because they have Pedro Pasco, so they wanted somebody... Like similar race, I guess. To watch you yourself, know, <laughs> they wanted somebody similar. Yeah, 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 in appearance to fit Pedro Pascal yeah. as a brother. Yeah, and I, the guy who does uh, Tommy, is not, you know, similar in yeah, any, in yeah. many ways. I can't wait to see this show. I'm. This is like the first time in a long time I'm genuinely excited for a show. Yeah. Ella. <laughs> is that everything, Kyle? You got any more news for us? I think that's everything. Do you want to say anything? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. You want to plug yourself? Yeah, you can follow me on Twitter. Uh, me and Vince also like video games. Uh, there may be something coming soon. It, I'm going through a lot of things right now, like moving things around. Doing some things, changing some things. That will come out. I do not know when. <laughs> yeah, stay tuned. You can yeah. watch your old ones. Yeah, there, there, there will be a link to that. Um, is that all you want to say, Papa? Yeah. All right. Uh, well, thank you for being here. If you like our intro music, it's done by Shane Ivers. There's a link in the description below to his music. It's. Uh, silvermansounds.com slash free music where you can not just find our theme song Feather Duster but you can also find a slew of other great songs thank you to the Patreon um, if you'd like to support we also have a Redbubble where you could buy a t-shirt a sticker some other fun things you can follow us on Twitter there will be links in the description the, the show myself Papa um, just be fun have safe you know call somebody that you love tell them you love them I don't want to say goodbye, Kyle, because it's such a cliche at this point. Did you see that somebody's, like, impersonating me? Wait, really? Yeah, it's kind of funny. This dude just keeps saying that he's me, and he's not. Where's this at? I'll send you the link later, but, like, it's a it's a, a thing that I've seen, and it's... Are they an old uh, Benjamin Button person <laughs> as well? I don't know. I haven't talked to them, because I just, like... They're like, oh, hey, it's me, Vince. This is the lore. And I'm like, okay, like... Do they also say files, and they think it's files, <laughs> but it's actually flies? I'm not. <laughs> fuck you, Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I'll send you the link when we're done here. But, all right. Um, all right, we got to get out of here. I've uh, got babies to shake and hands to kiss. Kyle, I think I'm going to go watch Cowboy Bebop. All right. Bye, everybody. Atomic Radio Hour
A Ghoulman Entertainment Production.